0: to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. I found a guest who says she is the joyful relationship coach. I absolutely love that. So, who doesn't want a joyful relationship? I, I would think everybody wants a joyful relationship. And anybody that's listened to my show knows that I love the theme of female empowerment. So I I think this guest is pretty much a shoe-in for a spot on my show. Marikita Solis, I would love to invite you and welcome you to Ready for Love Radio. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me, Nikki. It's great to have you here with us. You know, I was, I was reading your bio, and it, it really, really reminds me of, th- th- sadly, that it really reminds me of a lot of years of my life. And I'm, I'm very, very glad to say we both got past all of that, <laughs> and now we're helping other people to get past all of this. People that listen to this are aware that, that I did a lot of this, too. But I want to I let them know that you spent a lot of years doing this self-sabotaging thing, and and it it really has a detrimental effect on, on our health and our self-esteem. It seems like you, you did this whole, you know, what's wrong with me, in, instead of, you know, being able to say, you know, what's right with me. You spent a lot of time doing the, you know, listening to that little voice in your head that... that has way too much power over us, you know, can can make us think that that there, there is something wrong with us and we're doing stuff and and, you know, problems are, are our fault. You know, makes us think that we, we don't really deserve any better or we don't deserve a, a good relationship and we mm-hmm. fall into patterns of sometimes letting people not treat us right or well, putting our needs and our wants last, or sometimes not even really acknowledging that we have needs. I think I, I did a lot of that. I gave and gave to a lot of people. If, if I saw that somebody needed something, I would do what I could to help them, but I never really acknowledged what I needed. Um, it seems like you did a lot of the same thing. Am I am I reading this wrong or am I reading that right?
1: <laughs> You're reading it right, yes. I was definitely doing that, sabotaging myself and um, with just no clear – I just had no clear outlook on who I was or what I wanted in my life because I had set up those. Like I was just basting myself and um, just criticism and judgment, and I – and because I wasn't clear about what I wanted, I, I wasn't able to create a healthy relationship. And because I didn't know who I was and and really I hadn't taken time to discover what was holding me back or, you know, the, the pain of my childhood, you know, just what had happened to me in my childhood and what I had learned and the behaviors, I hadn't taken time to explore that and how that would affect my future behaviors. So I was... Basting in judgment, basing myself in that, that criticism, and uh, that just was seeping out of me. So it's impossible to create a relationship from um, that foundation of um, self-judgment, criticism, and, and shame, the guilt and the shame. And, um, well, now I create from a place of power, and I want to empower women to step into that feminine energy that a lot of times we think um, is not powerful. But it is super powerful once we learn how to um, embrace our hearts and tune into discovery and wonder and not forcing, not controlling, but listening to that, listening to our beautiful hearts and letting them guide us. They're so wise. Once we can step into that that space of beauty and and intelligence of the earth and of Mother Nature and, and just getting into that energy field, we can really empower ourselves to change our lives and change our relationships.
0: You know, I like what you said about not forcing and controlling. You know, with with true power and true empowerment, you don't have to force things and you don't have to control things. That that's right. interesting. You you don't have to how do I wanna say this? You know, you you see so many people that are working so hard to be in control, and they aren't really empowered, and they're quite literally being a bitch about it, but they they aren't empowered. You know, they're they're like overcompensating would be a good way to put it they're overcompensating so they're feeling that they're not enough right <laughs> yeah yeah they they don't they don't know how to do it right and they're overcompensating and like i said they they aren't truly empowered and so they're they're going about it the wrong way and they aren't really accomplishing anything that they're trying to but if they were empowered they would be much more powerful than the haphazard way they're going about it. What do you think?
1: I think so. I think your body will tell you. I mean, if it's right, you'll feel right. The forcing is um, a struggle. And and how do you feel if you're really in tune with your body? Your body is going to say something isn't right here. I mean, power comes from allowing and having the confidence just to let things happen and to find the goodness in, in all these lessons of life. And knowing that you can handle it, right, thriving in all situations and, and not saying it has to be this way. And that's where forcing comes in when we're saying it has to be this way with agendas. And feminine energy is about allowing and flowing with the, without agendas, just discovering and, and going down the rivers of life and turning when you need to turn, seeing a stop sign and stopping instead of forcing your way through it. Um, and that's where the real power. Power comes from when you're not getting stuck on those um, roadblocks, but going over them and being resilient, getting back up and moving forward no matter what happens, no matter if it's cancer, no matter if you lose your promotion, you know, lose your job and knowing that there's something better around the corner and learning from these lessons of life. And that's true power
0: in my eyes. You, this is this is the question's gonna get me in trouble, and you might hang up when I ask you this. But let me—I'm gonna—I'm gonna put this out there anyway. Do you think that people have been misled to think that in order to show they're strong, they have to put on this bitch diva front?
1: Well. I think many times in, in the corporate world, I mean, that's what's rewarded is to be that, that kind of person and because many people, I mean, the people in power and there, there are a lot of narcissists in power and, and the women that fight their way to the top. I mean, because I've done a lot of market, a lot of research, you know, market research on women, the corporate woman. And, and it's the ones that are just walking all over to get to the top. And it's really hard to be um, in that element um, in that um, environment because these ladies aren't getting the support they need because they're having to fight their way to the top. And that, that is not the type of woman that fought their way and walked all over everyone. That's, that's not the nurturing type that will help other women. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying.
0: Um, and you know, unfortunately, thing, it's
1: very well You
0: know, the funny thing with that, because I, mm-hmm. I used to be a supervisor in in a hospital and they gave us all tests to to check uh-huh. our management style and they gave all of our employees tests to see what type of manager they needed. And they found out that the employees that worked for me needed and wanted a nurturer to be their, their supervisor. That's what they uh-huh. wanted. And... Um, they basically all wanted a mother, but anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> um that was i I got sat down there and went okay this this is what your people need this is this is the type of person that you need to be for them and um so good <laughs> you know um but it was it was interesting I'm like okay they're they're all mothers what why do they need a mom but anyway um but yeah So, that's, that's so interesting they were women? you said it. Yeah, they were all women.
1: Okay, well that's a, like, that's yeah. a you know the, the women are are born our brains are wired for connection so that makes yeah. sense you know women yeah. that's the way we that we are made um, I mean even little girl I mean right away little tiny girls are out there making connections where the little boys are out there fighting and <laughs> playing I mean that's just the a, a different kind of brains um, we're so wired for connection and and. And that's why it's easier to connect when we're in relationships. Like if we're getting intimate too soon and we think, you know, our brains are just flooded with oxytocin and we think, oh, my gosh, this is the right one. Well, it's, it's because these chemicals are just – we're just because that's who we are as women. And so um, just flooded with these, this chemical that's making us irrational, right? So we, we really got to know, you know, that about our brains, know about the female brain. We're, 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 like what is our power center? And um how are we different from men and, and and to just really cherish being female and stepping into that feminine energy and and not trying to be a man? I mean sure, we have to use masculine energy at work um, to get things done because that's a linear um, that's a linear form and 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 to get ahead, we've got to do that. We've got to use the masculine energy to stand up for ourselves, but then to step into the feminine and not deny who we are. I mean, because it's a beautiful balance of, um, you know, the energy um, when we use both of those together.
0: Right. Huh. Yeah. See, I, I, I've always been in management and I've done well and, have not found the need to have to be bitchy about it, but interesting.
1: <laughs> now, yeah, well, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could be I if I had to, be, be, but I—I I, that's not my day-to-day, part important day. But now, I—I mm-hmm. I think that feminine energy and masculine energy is misunderstood because of the names. How do you describe feminine energy, and how do you describe masculine energy?
1: Well, I would say feminine energy is about discovery, creativeness, like dance and, and um, kind of um, a light, um, like the arts is more feminine energy, just wonder and discovery. And then masculine energy would be more of like an engineer, engineering. You know, it's very linear. There's no question about how we're going to do this. You know, it's, it's all mapped out. Um, And Mm -hmm. masculine energy, masculine is the doing and the feminine is the allowing and the receiving. So that's why it's really important. Like if if we're in um, a relationship, um, um, a male-female relationship, to really step into that feminine energy if you're a female and to do the allowing instead of doing that forcing, which is the masculine energy. Because then if you're doing the masculine energy as a female and you want a strong masculine um, guy, you're not, there's no allowing for a strong masculine guy to step in because you are being the strong energy, the strong masculine energy, instead of being the allowing, the discovering, which is so beautiful, um, kind of whimsical and magic, right? So that's just very interesting to see when you see the dynamic, you know, the way it plays out. And, and many powerful women, are, it's hard for them to step out of that. Um, masculine energy at work and then they say that the men they're, they're not masculine because they're holding that masculine energy themselves does that make sense
0: yeah um now can't a strong woman and a strong man be compatible though
1: Oh, definitely they can. Yes. And and strong men and intelligent men really want a strong, intelligent woman. And it's just about it's about when you're in that dynamic of the relationship, allowing like allowing the man to open the door. Because men love oh, yeah. to do things like that. You know, men love to carry bags. I remember hearing a story recently where uh, there was a guy, he was saying, you know what, I was dating this really powerful, beautiful woman, and I, she was going to the airport, and and I was ready to carry her luggage, and she grabbed the luggage up and said, you know, I can do it. So that's, the, that's where you would allow the man to carry the thing, open the door. And, and that's the way that you can still be two strong, powerful, independent people, but just... Like allowing and kind of being a being in a different energy than the masculine when you're dating or in the relationship. Oh,
0: no, I love. I love for guys to do that kind of stuff for me. That's yeah, I, I can do it. But uh-huh. oh yeah, let him let him. Yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, not, and he likes it.
1: He likes it too.
0: So <laughs> that's yeah. Oh that's yeah. Beautiful. Open the door, pull out the chair, carry my. Oh yeah, oh yeah, love that kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> so. Right, yeah. So you can still be a powerful, a powerful woman, and still allow for the the gentleman to do that. And that's the kind of. I mean, for me, that's the kind of man that I want. A man that's going to be a gentleman, and I will. And I'm not going to force. I'm going to allow, and even force not going to force anyone to be a part of my life that doesn't want to be a part of my life. I'm going to allow people to. Make up their mind. I'm gonna give myself the dignity to allow things to play out, um, and allow myself to have resilience to move forward and thrive in my life.
0: Well, and the thing is, I I like being playful enough that occasionally I'm gonna grab the door for him, you know, just because yeah. I'm being silly and that's <laughs> me, you know. So um, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know, I I went through, and sometimes there's two doors or three doors. I'm gonna grab one because I got there before he did, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I yeah. yeah. People that about me getting in the door. I'm just, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know?
1: I know huh? that's a gift. I know you're right, and 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 you know the balance with your partner, like when yeah. you're with someone, and yeah. So just just feel it out. I mean, if it feels right, then I mean, <laughs> if it's flowing and it's natural, then you know you're. You're going to really be in that energy, and your body tells you um, really yeah. what we need to hear. A lot of times we don't listen, but <laughs> it's always trying to tell us.
0: Yeah. Boy, have I learned to listen to my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, now, one of the things that you focus on is the three blocks to self-love. And I'm I'm very much an advocate that we need to have self love. And I, I want a healthy self love, not a ooh, I'm all that kind of self love because I no, that's not what I'm talking about. So what are the three blocks to us having a healthy self love?
1: Well, I think these are the big blocks to loving yourself and transforming your life. And the okay. first one It's really about... Stepping into a greater and deeper love for yourself, not just that, like there's many layers of love. I hear people tell me all the time I love myself and then they're beating themselves up and criticizing themselves left and right. So I'm talking about a deeper level of love where you're supporting yourself, where you're mindful. Sure, we all, can, we all have negative thoughts and we all probably put ourselves down, but then we can correct them. That's the, that's the difference. When, let's just say I'm supposed to go out there and run five miles and I say oh my gosh who do you think you are (laughs) so I can say okay I acknowledge that thought right but let me pick a better thought which is you know I'm not going to listen to you and I can laugh at you I can cuss you out I can do all this whatever works right but you know like Les Brown he says he tells his thoughts shut up which I think is really funny and um, so I choose a greater thought so and when you're doing that you're rewiring your brain. So that's moving towards self love really, you know, acknowledging that we do have these thoughts and that's okay, I allow you to be here, but I'm choosing a greater thought. And so that that's holding um, just a more loving space for yourself. Um, so getting into that deep love for yourself. And then the second one is really tuning into the fact that there's a higher power. Now, I don't know if that's God for some, yes. Um Maybe it's the nature. Maybe it's the ocean. But whatever it is, there's something greater than we are, something that's keeping our hearts beating, something that's really um, keeping me breathing, that's giving me the gift of eyesight every morning when I get up. So tuning into that and realizing that that greater um, power is behind me, supporting me in my life. They're on my side. This wisdom of of the universe is backing me every day, as i go out into into this creation of of creating my day i'm not alone i will i am supported so that's very important to know that you are supported with this higher power and the third is knowing that there're just unlimited resources with the connection of people and Uh, everything that's out there in this universe to help us move forward. When we disconnect from others and we're standing by ourselves, whether we we think a lot of times that people can't help us, there's no one that's right and no one's going to be able to help me and have that attitude and isolate ourselves, that's when we cannot make it. We're, because we're human beings. We need each other. We need that connection. So when we tar- stop that, we're not going to be able to move into self-love. We've got to have a warm environment of others, joining with others. We help them and they help us. And that's really one of the big things for longevity. The people that live the longest have that great community and they have a sense of um, they a purpose in life. So they're not just going about day to day. There's a greater thing here. There's a greater purpose for me. And that's so important. When you love yourself, you realize it's not just about you. Like, I'm not just this. But the universe has given me these beautiful blessings like of, of helping others. So it's up to me. She's waiting for me to step into my power, and she's waiting to join and support me every day as I get out there and help other people, and I help myself as well. So it's the bigger picture. There's a greater um, sense and deeper purpose. And that's what I love to do when I'm talking to women and helping women in my coaching program is to get to the deeper purpose here, to peel away the layers of the onion so you can move into self-love by uniting with the universe and these resources and the people that stand for you. Get together and let's get out there and let's make a difference in the world. I like that.
0: (laughs) Well, and... What, let me see, um, what do you tell people as far as, and I've, I've asked this question a million different ways, Um. well, at least two or three hundred, um, what do you tell people as far as figuring out their purpose? And I know we could spend an hour on that, but...
1: So I think there's a lot of times there's not not clarity because we've got all sorts of blocks that that we can't see the purpose because there's so much junk in front of us. So it's about clearing away these blocks. I mean, a lot of times we don't believe we're worthy of love, that we're just... We have a belief that we're not good enough, and so we're always trying to prove. So it's really hard to get to that next place until we can clear these blocks out of, of I am worthy and I am good enough so I can see that what my purpose is and, and what what are my passions. Because people are trapped in just survival mode. And right. Until you get out of survival mode, you can't see something higher, something greater. So it's about dealing with these, just these underlying issues first to get there. So, And that takes you dealing with them from love and um, a place of non-judgment. Because I've been there. I know what it's like. And so to beat yourself up, that does absolutely no good. I did that for years and years and years. And what did it cost me? Just more pain. So when I finally came into self-love, then my life changed. Um, Because your cells are listening to everything Every thought, everything you're saying about yourself, your cells are listening, and so your body is responding to that. And in order to have a healthy body and mind, we've got to feed ourselves love. So it's the awareness that um, we have so much control, and we can program our program our mind and body for for an outcome that's greater. Once we live with intention and mindfulness once we get up and say this is the way i want the day to be i'm so thankful i'm living in gratitude this is what i'm these are my values i'm living in alignment with my values and and i choose to embrace this beautiful radiant spirit that i am as i walk with the support of the universe and the trees and nature and the love from all the spirits that are walking with me that's the way i choose to create this day and then boom go create that day and at the end of the night do the same thing thank the thank the universe and give gratitude for all those living beings that have supported you on this joyous day and and um think about the wonderful things that happened and give thanks um to yourself really appreciate yourself if you've had challenges never forget that each each small step is a beautiful and should be glorified um Because a lot of times we forget that. We're so quick to beat ourselves up, but we don't give encouragement and we don't give praise for the
0: little things. You know, i had never put that together in that order that self-love comes before finding your purpose. But Mm. that's interesting because once you love yourself, you understand that you're in a position to give on that level, right? Right, because
1: you're open to creativity. If we're not loving ourselves, we shut that down. We're not open to creativity and joy because we're just, again, at that level of just trying to survive, the survival level, that we can't see anything greater than just staying afloat. And if we're just staying afloat, how can we even think about, like, how can I think about volunteering or doing something for someone else if I'm barely treading water here? I hear that so many times when I tell people. And and that's the thing. Um, When we do help others, we're helping ourselves also. So just getting out there and getting back in community. And and then it's going to bring that self-love. And then you're going to, your eyes will be opened. Because once you're loving yourself, like your cells are responding and, you're just going to see from a different set of eyes, the eyes of love. And the eyes of love see something different than, than the eyes yeah. of um, judgment.
0: So it's a whole different yeah. mindset. Well, and, and what is your mindset behind the volunteering that you're doing, too? Huh. Wow. That's, wow. I'm going to be thinking about that long after we're done with this, with the whole. <laughs> huh. You gave me a whole interesting kind of. I, w- I would. I would love for you to put together a little piece for me that I could add to my love, accept, and respect yourself program about mm-hmm. how loving yourself leads us to be able to find our purpose. Just so that I could add to that, and I, I'll give you full credit for it. But I would. I would love a piece that I could add to my program about that. That would. That sure. I, I love that. That is that is so cool because <laughs> I I never figured out my purpose uh-huh. until after I worked through all of my junk and boy did I have a bunch of it uh-huh. but yeah now <laughs> okay I like that I'm going to be thinking about that long into tonight to say the least okay um <laughs> I I won't take the the listeners on on all the directions my brain is going in right this second. <laughs> um, so, and, and I, I've been wanting to ask you this question because I want to see what you're going to say to this. Um, what is the difference between a trait and a skill? I, I love to use both of these words, but I like the fact that, that you're saying that they're two different things. So how how do you delineate between the two of these?
1: Well, a trait is like a a characteristic or a distinguishing quality. And a skill is more like dating, piano playing, um, riding a bike. So I think a lot of times we get confused. And that's where we are getting these shame-based meanings because maybe we're not so good at dating. And then we think that that's a character trait. You know, I'm a bad person. (laughs) <laughs> because nobody loves me. And it's not that. It's that you can up your dating skills, right? Instead of sleeping with everybody you see on the first date, you can get to know them and have a real chance at love. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That's not a character trait. That's, and, and so that's, that's where it really turns. I mean, it can really cause a lot of damage. It's when we are creating these shame-based meanings by not knowing the difference between the traits and the skills, and knowing that we can um, be better communicators if that's if we're failing in relationships because we don't know how to communicate or being um, just demanding and things. And these things can be changed. So working on these skills um, and not taking them on as character traits that that are going to be held with us for the rest of our lives to condemn ourselves and to create shame where we, where we think we'll never find anyone. and Because that's the trap when we have all this shame because we can't move forward when we're in shame, carrying that around with us. How can you create a healthy relationship from shame? Not, I mean, not only with another person, but with ourselves, there's no healthy relationship. We could never see these great... have the great passions in life if we're just basing ourselves in shame and um, just like we were talking about earlier.
0: That's, well, that's, that's why people like to use guilt and shame to control us because it does. As long as we're bogged down in, in shame and guilt, it's very hard for us to control our own lives. So, yeah, that's why we need to be empowered so we can, Control things and and take take control of our lives,
1: right? And then empathy is a great thing. Empathy, yes. and I'm sure you know that. You know, empathy yes. is the cure to to all that. I mean, loving ourselves from a from a, you know, what would like what would a loving angel say about
0: you? What would a loving angel say in this situation? So well, looking you, at it from you, a different viewpoint. Interesting tidbit: the two of the people who have tried the hardest to control me told me that that um and and he shame and and guilt on me for things that i never even did but there were rumors about me about um told me that that being in control is a bad thing to do and i was like huh (laughs) so so (laughs) feel guilty feel ashamed and being in control is a bad thing i'm like Come on! <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole thing, you know. Like, who are these role models that are people that are influencing us, especially as little children? And, and yes. where did all this develop from? That's that's beginning to start to go down the road of discovery, the path that's going to be able to heal from shame and these put all these other things that people put on you. Right? Was that your idea, or was that something that put was been Forced on you, and, and that's no, what happens a lot of times, forced. and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 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 No, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's <stuff> like <laughs> I, I told, I told somebody one day. I said, I said, let me just tell you. I said, nobody that you're associated with has any control over me anymore. And you know, it's the last time they talked to me. Haven't said a word mm. to me since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: why people disqualify themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think I made my point though. I I feel that I made my point very solidly that day. So okay, That's point made. No good. Yeah, boy, you <laughs> did. Oh, I can't even tell you how good that felt. Oh. <laughs> so now you you know that the name of the show is Ready for Love. Okay. So I love mm-hmm. this next question. What do you have to do to get ready? for a relationship which is basically the thing with my show <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> well so i think you have to really look at yourself with love look at the past relationships and take responsibility there's a lot of things here taking responsibility for what part you played in them ending instead of blaming if you're blaming your ex then you're not ready for a relationship. I mean, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about someone beat you or, or something like physical abuse, right? I'm saying right. that let's take responsibility. But even for that, just saying, you know what, I could have taken care of myself better. You know, I, I love myself now, and I'll never let myself be treated that way. And um, now I protect myself. There's no reason for me to go on and on about the other person, but to be aware to Speak about it from a more mature standpoint um, where there's not – getting out of the victim mindset. So that's one thing, speaking in a different language where you're not the victim anymore, where you've learned a lesson and you've created a new story about past relationships. So that, that would be the first thing. And um, like I said, there's many things. So that would be – that's healing your wounds um, and getting clear on your values because so many times we go into relationships and we have no idea what we want. We just know we want a healthy, we want a good relationship and we know what that looks like. And we, we're talking, I'm saying like we know the physical, oh yeah, they've got to be six foot two and uh, perfect health and this, this, this. And But really we don't have any, we're not thinking about what are the values of this person. Um, how, what are they giving back to the community? Are, are they helping others? Are they healed? We 're not clear on that, and we 're rushing into things, so um, knowing that it 's going to take a while to, to find a, to really find a partner that is going to be worthy of, of you getting ready to go hundred or two hundred dates, and being okay with that that would be getting ready for a healthy relationship um, so and, and not create we 're going to create from a power powerful place. Um, By getting clear on my values, I'm going to know what I want. I'm standing in my power. And I had written this little thing, and then I'll read it to you. And so it says, when you're in the right mindset for dating, you're not going to be worried about them losing interest. You're going to know that you're so amazing that the right person will not lose interest. The right person will step up for you because you will have the attitude, I'm an amazing woman. And I do not have to wait around to get someone else's attention. And this is the mindset that will bring a high quality partner into your life. When it's not you worried about it's not you worried about whether they're gonna like you, but you're gonna be interested about to see if they have the same values as you do. And if they don't, they then that's fine. Disqualified
0: and I'm moving on. Exactly. So. <laughs> well that that's, that's a, it's <laughs> Get rid of the desperate mindset, you know? There's there's too many people, yeah. oh, what am I going to do if he doesn't like me? Move on, <laughs> <clears throat> you know?
1: Right. That's forcing again. You're going to force it. Now, who wants to be with someone... That they got forced, you know. If this person doesn't like you, and then that's great. Thank you for being honest, <clears throat> and um, I'm going to move on to someone else. I deserve someone that does like me. Yeah, yeah, it's very clear now, right? It's very clear. If you're asking questions, do they like me? Oh my gosh, is what's going on? Then there's a good chance that <laughs> that it's not the right person. The right person's going to flow, and it's going to be like um, feel. Very genuine. And another thing we do is pretending to be someone we're not, to keep them around. Yeah. And
0: then we're down the road. Yeah. Go ahead. That's like my, my mom one time says, well, you know, if you would just do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm me. I'm going to be me. If they don't like me, fine. Then we're we not meant to be together. Because at some point, you know, if, if I pretend to be somebody else, at some point on some day I'm going to be me. You know, that's just how it's going to be, you know. So i yeah, to be me from the beginning. You know? Oh my gosh,
1: that is so true because you see relationships down the road, you know, here we are 10 years later and saying what's going on? Well, then there has to be responsibility. You can heal the relationship but not without taking responsibility. And uh, yeah. I so when I first started dating you, I wasn't clear. I pretended to. <laughs> I yes. pretended to love dating a guy that, that takes trips all the time, and now I realize I really don't like that. And so I, I mean, I'm responsible for that, uh, for and I'm. I just want to apologize for being deceitful, or whatever. Uh, and how can we make this relationship better now that I mean mm-hmm. I'm being honest. I take responsibility. I want to know how we can keep our relationship. I mean, or can we not keep it? Right. And and it's mm-hmm. okay either way. But I'm going to be take
0: responsibility, and so we can have some clarity here Yep. Yeah. well i i want the other person to be honest with me so why would i not be honest with them um <laughs> <you know.
1: laughs> exactly right yeah and, and you're that energy is going if you're putting that energy out there of honesty or pretending and and knowing that even almost saying at the beginning of the day whatever happens is fine let's just yeah. be ourselves you know and if it doesn't work out that's fine i'm good with that well let's allow it to be what it is let's allow us to be who we are <laughs> and that's exactly. fine no hard feelings
0: either way exactly well and something I tell people too is you know they they make their list of what they want in the other person I'm like okay well that's that's fine but how about make a list of what you have to offer them you know it, it's yeah. not just about what you want what do you bring to the table you know you're you're a, you have things to offer too. Don't forget that, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, That's very, very true. It, it's like people forget that sometimes, you know. So you want right, and how's it going to mesh with you? Yeah, yeah, you know. So um, interesting, interesting. Um, what do you think are some of the big problems we have in creating relationships, other than people not being honest?
1: <clears throat> <laughs> well, I think what you were saying before. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, um, mm. I think the well being in that beggar mode where um, and creating from desperation when we're yes. so desperate to 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 have anybody because if we're so desperate just for attention, then that's again we haven't healed from whatever that big block is that I'm not enough or you know I'm not deserving, I'm not worthy of love, right? So all these big blocks and um, that's where we're going wrong that we're not we're not looking at where we learned how to love or what, what we think is love because for me watching um, the women in my um, childhood sacrifice themselves and put themselves last and never get what they want that's what I thought a, a loving relationship was um, yes. being in a loving relationship that you have to sacrifice yourself and so I did that for, for and over all the time just forget about you <laughs> that, that's what I learned So that's a big issue when we take a look at where you learned this behavior and is it lining up with what you want in your life Um, or you're not going to create the right thing. You've got to be in alignment with what you want and that's getting clear on all this. And this is a big conversation here. I mean, there's not just one answer to all this. I mean, it's really about awareness and courage and um, inviting the wisdom the the energy of the wisdom from the universe, stepping into that,
0: so creating from a place of power, not lack yeah well that's that brings up an interesting point who who did we really learn our relationship skills from? It was our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts,
1: yeah, and our fathers, even because yeah mm-hmm. I mean the yeah, because like if, if I remember, like a lot of people say, well, my dad was an alcoholic. So, okay, so, I mean, so you're looking now for someone with that same pattern of not being there, being, of um, emotionally or drinking and being out all the time. And that's what's normal to us. And so we learned that, you know, the, the mother that had to put up with that kind of behavior, the abuse, uh, the, the alcohol abuse or the substance abuse. And that's what a relationship looks like. And it's so sad, but we can break those patterns. We can break that cycle once we're aware of that trauma of being that little child, watching and learning and taking all that in, um, just into that subconscious mind that we're not even aware of. So we've got to make our subconscious mind work for us to be in alignment um, with what we want in our lives because if we want to create something a healthy relationship and we're so used to thinking that a healthy relationship is dating a substance abuser and, and being subservient to our needs and feelings, then that's what we're going to create. And we're going to do that subconsciously. So we've got to step into a conscious mode of awareness. Right.
0: Well, that's, you know, that's like looking at the patterns in our relationships. You know, I, I've, I, I've got this theory that every single relationship we've had, we learn something from. The good relationships, the bad relationships, all of them, we've learned something. And, uh-huh. you know, it's either something we do want or don't want in a relationship, and we've learned something about ourselves in every relationship. And the thing is, have we have we taken the time to learn it? You know, we, we've subconsciously learned it, but if we didn't pay attention to it, we're we're not really learning it from it, and we're not paying attention to it, you know. And have we have we noticed the patterns in our relationships, especially the negative patterns, you know, the things we're doing over and over and over, especially the ones that aren't working for us, um, you know. And the thing is, in, until you work with somebody, you know, like a coach or something, you're probably not noticing the negative patterns that you're doing over and over again that are causing you problems. Or, you know, maybe maybe you sat down and, and looked at it and go, you know, who, who have I dated? What have they done? What, what sort of person are they? What keeps happening to me over and over again? Some people do that. Not a lot, but some people do. <laughs> you know, once, once you notice it, then it can become more obvious to you and you can break the patterns. But, you know, that, that, once you, you see it, then you can do something about it but but you you fall into that routine and it becomes your normal. And that's just what you do time after time after time. And I guarantee you've yeah. seen it happen over and over and over in clients, haven't you?
1: Yeah, that is so true. And and I was the perfect one, just creating the same thing because that brain state, that that person, that version of me was out there sending out the, the Um, message to the world, I don't deserve to be loved. And so what kind of partner am I going to get back? I'm sending that out to everyone. And so I'm creating that pattern. But if I step into a greater version of myself, a greater mindset that's going to send the message out that I do deserve to be loved, then I am going to get a a better partner. Um, I'm going to attract someone greater. But now I don't even know what I was going to say something, but you're so right about these, um, these patterns that we are not even aware of. But what I was going to say was a lot of times we're jumping from relationship to relationship, relationship. We don't even have time or we don't take the time. So I really mm-hmm. want to praise people that do take the time to look at the lessons, like you said, in the good and the bad relationships, because that is, that's the key in learning and, and mastering this dating skill and mastering relationship skills because love Thinking of love as an action word. How can we up our relationships every day? We want passion and we want all this excitement, and, and we have to be the passion. We have to be the excitement. We have to be the respectfulness. It's on us, it's not going to happen naturally. So, um, really grounding ourselves and in, in being in alignment
0: with what we truly want in life is where it starts. Yeah, we do. Well, and it, it just stunned me about a year or two ago that the respect in relationships is what I didn't see or I noticed was lacking when I was a kid. I knew there was something missing. You know, I, I uh-huh. saw what looked like love, but I knew there was something that wasn't there. There was something missing, and uh-huh. and I saw the results of it being missing. And, and the unhappiness, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint what was missing. But you know, as a kid, you know, you, you, see, you see the unhappiness, but you, you can't really, I mean, I just didn't pinpoint what the problem was. Yeah. But um, over the years, I've put together pieces, but, but that's what it was. It, was, it was. There was no respect there. There was a lot of disrespect mm. But um that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, and like you yeah. said before, if you have a coach, someone that's kind of working with you to discover that, um, it, yeah. it's very helpful.
0: Yeah. Well and, and I'm I'm working on a um ghostwriting a book for somebody and um we're we're looking at things and, and looking from like your, your youngest childhood messages that you receive from, from parents and family members and that kind of thing and um she she works with adults that are having difficulties in their relationships and and trying to find things from from when you were a kid and younger and and finding out what what caused issues and then resolving them and this kind of thing and it's um it's fascinating what what can have such a major impact on you later in life that you know, w- without the help to say, you know, this to, to find the correlation, I guess is the easiest way to put it. But there, <laughs> there's going to be an entire book to explain it. <laughs> but that's the easiest way to kind of explain it. But um, <clears throat> trust me, a lot of work's going into explaining it. <clears throat> but, well, it's very um, needed. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's just it's been so interesting to put it all together. And um, to work through it, and and I went through a um, a session with her because I'm writing the book. The format I suggested to her was writing the book like you're going through a session with her, as a new patient. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went through um, a session with her. I said, would you know if if I went through a session with you, it'd be easier for me to write the book. You know, so, so I got a session out of it too um, it was interesting the things that I hadn't thought about in in decades, literally that uh came up while we were talking, and uh just interesting the things that that I have thought about since we did that, and then of course, with writing the book too, going, "Oh yeah, wait a minute, you know so uh it's it's been a it's been an interesting journey writing the book and and the things that it stirred back up again for me too so it's it's been interesting. But um, the book i am I'm, I'm really, really happy with how it 's come along, and she is too, which is good so
1: that's exciting, definitely, yeah, yeah and I understand I can relate to what you 're saying because just <laughs> the other night I was journaling, I was, I was starting to write a little book about my childhood, and even though I kind of knew things I had a really bigger awareness once once I was writing it down on paper, like wow, mm-hmm. that I saw that love was love was tied with fear always when you're when you have um a family that means that you have to be afraid that that you're always going to be you know nobody's going to be at peace and so that's what i looked for i looked for guys that would not bring me peace <laughs> because Ooh. that's what i learned but it wasn't until i wrote that down the other day that it really sunk in which was so amazing because i mean i think we're like butterflies like the butterfly in 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 the cocoon. We can't force anything. It's going to come at the right time. And someone was talking to me the other day, and they were someone had told this young lady, oh, you should have done this, you should be doing this. But it's not about what she should be doing. She's going at her own pace in life. Yeah. So maybe she had to fall down this past year to, to really gain great wisdom that's going to help her do these greater things. And everyone is on their own journey so it's about allowing and and watching and, and and being really in that discovery and um like you just said that these things open up when when it's time for them to open up not yep. forcing
0: that's it and having the real empowerment not trying to control things and force it right so take care of yourself What is a three-dimensional way of looking at our belief system? Well, I think a lot of times we think that we do
1: have these beliefs um, that are like, well, that I'm not worthy. And that it's just a belief that's sitting by us. But the thing is, it's not just a belief. It's it's Affecting the whole our whole environment, like I had said before, we're kind of throwing that out to everyone um, in the world. We're sending that message out. Everything we're doing, our cells are getting it, so our bodies are living by it. And it's it's how we're creating, and and it's not just a two dimensional thing. It's encompassing all parts of our being. So we really need to be aware of that, what our beliefs are, and to know that it's it's a greater thing. Um, that the, the whole environment is being affected. And that's what I mean by a three-dimensional belief system and how we can change that, Now you know, to have a – to throw out to the world, I am worthy of love and I am deserving, right, the way,
0: the way I am today, perfectly imperfect. Right. Well, that's just like the um – the acceptance part of my love accept and respect yourself is realize that you aren't perfect because none of us are but you know accept that by saying I'm I'm making changes I'm not perfect but I'm making progress I'm working on it and I love myself as I am you know I'm I'm doing what I need to do there, there are problems, but you know, I'm imperfect, and I'm, I'm doing everything that I possibly can, and I'm working to make, you know, to do, to do better all the time. I'm a work in progress, you know. <laughs> so.
1: Right. Yes. I mean, and just saying, hey, we're all perfectly imperfect, and I give myself permission to be perfectly imperfect today, <laughs> and still to be it. a beautiful blessing to the world as that's a neat. perfectly imperfect person. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's like I um when I when I first had my uh aortic dissection, I I got I actually I had open heart surgery and so I I had a very very vivid scar that went all the way up almost to my throat. And I had I had somebody come up to me and they were very offended that I had a, a shirt that they could see the scar. And and at uh-huh. first I I felt like oh man I should I should wear things all the way up you know so nobody could see it, and then I got to the and I'm like no 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 no, and uh, just being me because I'm like uh uh-uh. uh, and I'm like okay this this scar, I earned this scar, I I survived this scar you know and I'm like uh uh-uh. uh no not no, not not putting up with it I <laughs> said you know you know you. I'm like, if if this bothers you, you need to turn your head. I I survived something 97% of people don't survive. You have no clue what I went through to to survive this. And if this offends you, turn your head. That's just how it is. You know, I'm I, no, I'm not putting up with it. I'm just not.
1: That is shocking, though. I mean, because that's a... How can we not be at a level of humanity and and embrace
0: others and really have empathy for others. My gosh, I I, I, I mean, I really, I really felt bad because they were so upset about it. And then I was just like, no, uh -uh, no. Like I said, I I started flashing back to when, what I went through with and, and the, the feeling that went through me when the doctor told me I could be dead by morning and, and, Uh you know, being in a coma and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Uh uh-uh, no, I'm, no, not going to apologize to this person at all. So, yeah. And And that was like a scar of power. Thank you. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you very much. (laughs) No. But, yeah, that was, they they just, they picked the wrong person. That's all I can tell you, picked the wrong person.
1: Well, I'm glad they did instead of picking someone that couldn't handle it. So I'm glad you handled that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, well, other other people have, have like, completely cowered, and, and their family has been really bad about it and all that kind of stuff, and I'm just like, heaven help the next person that says something to me, because the, cause the last person got blasted for it. But I'm just <laughs> like, I mean, I, if it, if it's a trigger for you, I'm sorry, but no, just turn. <laughs> not, on. not apologizing, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good. <laughs> so, but yeah, that yeah, that did not go well. So how can people find out more about you?
1: Well, I am on LinkedIn, and I'm on Facebook. I have a, a private group for ladies, which oh. is, um, joy, mm-hmm, joy and Fulfillment, Create the Relationship You Deserve. I have a page, Joyful Relationship Coaching, page on Facebook. Um, and where else am I? I'm on YouTube, on Instagram, and But the main place I'm really on is Facebook, and under just Mariquita Solis, uh, under my name. And then you can message me there if you want to reach out. Um, reach out to me, messaging or or the webpage, mariquitasolis.com.
0: All right. It gets to be, okay, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> you
1: know? I know. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't have an
0: easy name. But <laughs> yeah, this is true too. <laughs> oh, that's so! I can so relate to that. But yeah, it it didn't seem that complicated when I when I picked Nikki Lee for a name. But it, it there's so many. Obviously, there's so many ways to spell it. I'm cold, told so often. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a cute name. I will have all those links with the proper spelling on the show page, along with a replay of today's show. So all people will need to do is go to the page and click the link, and they will be right there. So that will make it easy for them. And if they go to lovecoachjourney.com joyful, they will find it there. So that will make it easy for them. I like to make it easy.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> well, great, yeah, and I would love to help anybody. I mean, just let's just talk on a coffee chat. No, no charge. Just to get some clarity, so you you know, so people don't have to be confused anymore,
0: right? Uh, just um, boy, boy, do I understand that. So <laughs> totally get it. And like I said, I've I've been in the same place, so I I know how frustrating that can be. But and it's it's so nice to be on the other side. It is. It's worth, oh, yeah. it's worth the effort. So thank you for being with us today. I appreciate that. And Thank you
1: so much. This has been really fun. And it's always, I always get a lot of wisdom when I talk to other, other
0: powerful people. It's um, well, I, powerful I people, in, the,
1: in the wise aspect.
0: <laughs> well, I, I tell listeners that, that if they have gotten half as much out of the show as I have, I am mm-hmm. so thankful because I, I it's amazing what I've, I've gotten out of doing the show. I absolutely love it. So, <laughs> so, listeners, I will look forward to being with you all next time on Ready for Love Radio.